All right, Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here. Thanks to Michael Schwimmer, founder of CEO of Big Lead Advance. Big League, excuse me, Advance. By the way, Jessica Perez from Anaheim did not call in. So tomorrow, 360 bucks. 360 bucks tomorrow at 4.30. If you want to register to win 360 bucks, text the word MISSION to 40705. So, LZ, you and I were both skeptics of Michael Schwimmer before he came on. And uh, I came away feeling a little better about his business. How did you feel? Um, I still feel as if he's taking advantage of vulnerable uh, young people who are strapped for cash. But the more I considered it, and actually I was starting to consider it that after learning about the story initially, um, it's ultimately baseball's fault that he exists. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And so I can't fault him for doing something that Major League Baseball should be doing, which is taking care of their minor league players so they don't have to live, you know, hand to mouth every single day that they're trying to make into the big league. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I first and foremost, I love people who come up with uh, innovative business concepts. OK, and here was a guy who was in the minor leagues and saw what was going on around him and then saw the problem. The problem is. These guys are, as you describe, LZ, living, you know, in, in really poor conditions, and they're making very, very little money. And so, okay, there's the problem. Now, what can I do to solve the problem? So to go out and raise $150 million, and as he said, you know, going around the country, hearing no way, way more than you hear yes, I've got nothing but tremendous and healthy respect for anybody who's an entrepreneur, and raising money is a pain in the ass, and, and I, I applaud the guy. I actually don't feel like he's taking advantage of anybody. I feel like he provides an opportunity. If you take this money, it's yours. If you make a whole lot because you become a star like Fernando Tatis, you actually pay us back a percentage. And it's a huge roll of the dice on his part. Well, I mean, not that huge if he's using analytics and crunching numbers. and It's a calculated risk, put it that way. It's not a haphazard one. Right. Right, right. Right, but it's it is so much based on think about this. Your job or your business is okay, I'm looking at a seventeen year old kid, I'm looking at what we think he might project to be, I'm gonna give him three hundred thousand dollars right now, and if he's healthy and becomes a star and signs a three hundred and forty million dollar deal like Tatis did, Tatis pays us back thirty million dollars. How do you not see that as taken advantage of? You just said a seventeen year old kid. What seventeen year old kid who's poor wouldn't take three hundred thousand dollars. Well, but Tatis and, is not the right and, example for poor, right. though. No, no, yeah. no. I'm, I'm not right. talking about. I'm just saying, yeah. like in general, a 17 yeah. year old kid who's poor, who's trying to become a baseball player, who's eating ramen noodles because he can't afford anything else besides that and mac and cheese with tuna in it. Hello, but then <laughs> a guy comes around, says, "I'll give you three hundred thousand dollars, and if you make it, then you give me this X number of percentage." As soon as the key, as soon as you tell that kid three hundred thousand dollars, they don't even know what you're saying after that. Right, that is true, because they are impressionable, right, for sure. Well, and, and it's also a lot of money at a time when they don't have a lot of money, and the risk, right. the risk for the player is it doesn't seem like that great of a risk at the time, because, hey, if I don't make it, then I don't have to pay it back. But if I make $340 million, paying him back $30 million doesn't seem like that bad of a deal to me. Okay, but, let, so, but, but they're not doing all the math. Right. There's, and, there's, and, there's, there's the not. agent and, fees. And, there's and, the... And, and, and we're only talking about like 10 guys or 12 guys or 15 guys in the history of the sport that are making $300 million. By the way, right. LZ, your point about not doing the math I think is really, really a great one. Let me, put, let me do some math for you real quick. Check this out. 
So if you're Tatis and you get a $340 million contract and right off the top you cut it in half because of taxes, okay, and then you take $30 million of it and you give it back to this guy, when it's all said and done 14 years later, you've made on average about $9.5 million a year. Now, think about that. Sounds good, $340 million, $9.5 million a year. Tons of money to us, but to a ball player who's going to be one of the best players in Major League Baseball, you're going to be significantly underpaid, but you took the risk and you took the long-term deal. Right. But a guy like Tatis could take that risk because, as we mentioned, I mean, his dad was a major leaguer, and as he mentioned, he didn't need the money. But, I, I, yeah, look, I, I get it. Um, I, I still would probably – like, I understand his business better, so I feel better about it, right? But I still feel like, to LZ's point, you're, you are just kind of um, – Taking advantage is probably not the word I would use, but I would say that you are you are definitely pitching impressionable kids and perhaps even families, right, who just are maybe desperate for money at that particular point. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, absolutely. But again, at the end of the day, and I, I kind of reached this conclusion before we started talking with him, was that the, the, the source of the problem isn't him. No. Just like the source no. of the problem in the NBA like 10 years ago or whatever – wasn't the agents who weren't following the rules um, and getting these kids money. It wasn't them. It was the NFL and it was the NBA and the NCAA creating right. this structure that left these kids unprotected sure. and strapped for cash to begin with. He, he has given them another outlet, which I, I will applaud him for that, right? But it's, it, it still feels weird, I, I would say. Like, I don't know how... Well, let me throw this at you. I'm just thinking about this because you guys, I, I, I again, I thought this I feel was like really you want to be one of his investors. Like, if no. this was Shark Tank, you would be one of his investors well, and LZ say, and I would be out. I'd say this. You ready? If, if he walked onto this set of Shark Tank and went there because he thought Mark Cuban would get what he's talking about, Mark Cuban would invest in this kind of company. I mean, maybe. We don't know that. Well, we can ask Cubes. I'm, I'm, we can email I'm, him. I'm, he, he answers. I'm, I'm giving you in theory, but <laughs> I, I think that he would look at this and he'd go, this is an amazing business plan. You know. Um, in fact, he might even say it's so utterly risky because you're giving away this money. It's not a loan. It's here. Have it. And hopefully you become a superstar. What if there was somebody who did this with college athletes? Here in, in the United States, like gave college athletes money. Well, it would be a recruiting violation no, no, or a violation that, but, of the NCAA. That but, but, would be the problem. But but it, it, so literally, but thinking about it more in theory, where you're, you're kind of betting on yourself, and if you don't make it in the NFL or the NBA, you don't have to pay the money back. But if you do, and you got a big contract, okay, well, I owe this guy a big chunk of change, but he gave me money when I needed it. Right. I mean, again, I'm not faulting him per se, I just think that Major League Baseball, and I would be curious as to, I didn't see very many pieces about the Major League Baseball's Player Association's thoughts on it. Um, I'm sure they, they have some, uh, as well as the baseball itself. But the reality is, is that they've created this, this power structure, and someone has come in and found a wrinkle, and people are, are, are going towards it. And I don't blame it for going towards it, but it's not ultimately helping the situation because this guy is only going after people that he's calculated may actually make it. Right. But what about all those hundreds of players that don't make his calculations? Yeah. They're the, just they just still got to struggle. Right. The those are guys issue, that are not getting his money. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The systemic issue in baseball or 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 any sport, I guess. To your point, LZ. Yeah. That that is still a problem. All right. Listen. I, I'm glad we had him on because yeah, I, I was curious absolutely. about the business. Yeah, really but cool. All right, coming up next, Lakers 
therapy session. 877-710-ESPN. We started the show this way. We'll continue it. We'll get back to it now because we had to close the lines for uh, the contest. Lakers therapy session. What is your problem? What is your biggest fear? We're going to put you on the leather couch. We've got music. We've got therapy music as well, right? we got music for the therapy session that we... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we, we are a no-judge zone, judge-free zone here, and we will help you with your Lakers therapy session. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. That was amazing. Oh, that to, is fantastic. Do you care to explain yourself, Captain? Yeah, Where I mean, I, listen. I, I hold on, no, no. Let's start with this. Uh, Laura, to. I wish you could go back and find the audio because I don't remember what segment it was when we did the bit killer the first time because Kaplan was out there professing about how, oh, bring it on. I'm good with it. I can take it. And, uh, and then you go and you're the Chivato on the other side. Well, I think that, um, you know, equal distribution would be nice. And so what I've been told is as you hear things along the way, um, let me know. In fact, Morales specifically told me, stay out of the group chat, just get to me individually. That's what he told me, you know? Mm. So I decided I would, and I actually thought it was really funny, and I sent him something. I said, now this is really funny. And he said, oh, I'm going to rat you out. And I said, that's okay. I don't mind that. Not one bit. Do you want to know what it was about? Mm, I don't want to know what it's about. I do, however, wonder... How long this has been going on? Yeah, I am curious. Yeah, I know. Is this like a regular? What do you thing mean you, you know? Of course you know. You're oh, involved. That's what what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant I know. I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> how long this been going on? Uh, I don't know. It's been going on for at least uh, a couple of texts here, at least. Yeah. So well, this yeah. is what you said earlier. Uh, uh, by the way, we started the show making fun of my turtleneck. So it's mm-hmm. not like they're, they're, you know, Morales is equal opportunity destroyer. Like he, we, we tried to explain to you earlier that, you know, there, there, are some, there are some people like you can go at me and LZ and you know what? It is what it is. But there's a reason Morales has outlasted everyone here, okay? Like, so, you know, you, you, you keep butting heads with him. Like, you can butt heads with us. That's good radio. Butting heads with him means you're just going to keep getting it. Now, Let me ask you something. Are you saying on. that, like, if this were a game of Survivor, he's pretty much backstabbed everybody, and that's how he survived? Yeah, he, he, control, he is the puppeteer, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. controls the deck and literally controls the deck. And uh, that, that's all I'm saying. Now, earlier, you were okay being the butt of the joke. I'm still fine. Yeah. So Morales already coming after me. I'm all in on it. I'm yeah. good with it. Okay. Yeah, I'm still good with it. We just want to know. Like, yeah. are you in or you're out? I'm are in and out. Are you, are you being like Kevin Love? We need you to stop trying to fit out and just try to fit in. Do we need I'm, to do, do that with you? I'm in. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm fitting in. I'm fitting out. Let me tell you something. Um, I actually thought it was really funny. And I said to Morales, you know, you see, now this would be really, really funny. But, uh, but he decided that he wanted to turn it into more of a, let me push Kaplan in the back into Sedano. Let me start a right. war yeah. by pushing him into him. This is him. what he does. I see this. Yeah. I understand. You are, you are learning quick. You got, you got, listen, do you, 
I'm telling you, with Morales, you got to be careful. I tr- I, we tried to warn you. You know what he's turning into? He's turning into a radio, <laughs> audio, Twitter troll is what he's yeah. doing. And you know why that is? It's like Twitter trolls who are sitting in their house and they're just saying whatever they want to whoever they want. This whole separation of everybody. Nobody's in the same office anymore. No one has to run into each other anymore. No one has to see anybody face-to-face other than on Zoom. So, you know, he's just going for it. I can feel it. Yeah. Oh, those Chivato! Yeah, Chivato! Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. We got, listen. The, oh, no. We got a goat. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. That is, uh... It's over now. Yeah, Chris Cap. has loaded the goat sound for Laura. It's over. You're, you are now... The yeah. <laughs> with the music. Oh, my God. You're in trouble now, man. Yeah, that's it. Morales is going full war on you here now, all oh, of a sudden. That's great. That's it. Um, you guys right, see let- this story? Bronny has a meniscus tear and he just has surgery on it. What? No, I did not see that. Bronny James suffered a torn meniscus in his knee at a practice earlier this month and had surgery repaired. First reported by the Los Angeles Daily News and confirmed by ESPN. Oh. Wow. How I old mean, is he? How old is he? What is he, 16, 15, 16? I, I think he's 15. Yeah, I want to say 15. No, yeah. he's 16. He's 16 yeah. now. Yeah, this is going to be his junior year. See, this is the whole other part about LeBron and his minutes. You know, we talk about LeBron this year being healthy for the playoffs and not overworking him too soon. It's like, hey, LeBron. I mean, that's maybe something I would say to him if I'm Frank Vogel. I'm like, hey, man, listen, if you plan on playing with Bronny, dude, you gotta you got to rest a little bit. We, you need fresh yeah, legs that, if you're going to think three, four, five years out. That's not going to work. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying. Yeah, I'm just trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. That ain't going to work. This, this is, Bronny. This, He's 16 this is, years old. The hell? This is, this is how you get LeBron to sit down. Okay. LeBron, we got some of these young players whose contracts will be coming up in the next season or so, and we got to figure out, you know, if these are the kind of guys we want to round you going forward three or right. four years of that. We got to get them out there and play. Correct. You mind if we get them some minutes, get THT some more minutes, get Kuz some more minutes, so we can really figure yeah. out are yeah. these going to be the guys to keep around you and AD going forward? Right. We need to make sure we're building with the right guys. Yeah, that, exactly. that's a better sell. That's a better sell. I got to be honest. Let's go to David in Diamond Bar. David, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Long-time listener. Uh, I've been listening to you guys when you guys were all in the morning, LZ, George, and Key. Um, but, yeah, I'm just kind of ta- uh, thinking to myself, honestly, I really am not too concerned on the seating of getting in. I'm just concerned on getting into the tournament in general because once we get in the tournament and if we're at full strength, it's all wheels on the ground running right there. Uh, yeah, look, I don't care about seating either, and thank you for the call. Uh, pal, thank you. Stay healthy, stay safe, David, in Diamond Bar. Um, I, I'm with, uh, I, you know, Scott, I'm with him. Like, I, I think that if if you can guarantee me Anthony Davis is healthy for the playoffs, I don't care if they're the eighth seed. Like, I would feel fine rolling that way. I kind of care. You do? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I kind of care. Why? Well, we're not in a bubble, so. But even at though- best, there's going to be limited fans. At best. At best, there's limited fans. I'm speaking of the travel. Oh, you know, we're not in a bubble. So presumably we'll be back to the regular traveling. Yeah. And if they're the eighth seed, that means Staples only gets at max three games a series. Right. And not even the one of the first two games. Well, I'll solve so, this for you. You ready? Yeah. I mean, if you sweep, each only get two. So it's even. Hmm? Are you true? saying, though, you're not worried about <laughs> seeding? <laughs> Boom. How about that? 
Uh, yeah. Well, they, they didn't sweep anything last year, so yeah. you're asking them to do something they didn't do last okay. year when everybody was healthy. New year. But but you're saying that you're not worried about seeding. You know, and I, I, I hear everybody saying that all the time. They're like, you know, I'm not really worried. You know, yeah. just get into the playoffs, and because there's no fans, there's really yeah. no home court advantage. So, right. you know, they're going to be fine. And as long as they've got AED and LeBron, they're going to be fine. And I'm, again, uh, Dr. Sedano, my therapist, I'm laying on your leather couch here, yes. okay? Yes. I'm laying the music down. and everything. I'm, yes. I'm trying to relax. I'm trying to breathe in through the nose, out through yes. the mouth. But I'm in a full state of panic here. And here it goes. Because we're all talking like AD is 100% certainly coming back. And, you know, listen, I hope that's the case, but I'm not 100% sure as of right now. And, and, and then if he does come back, will he be 100%? Can he play night after night? I don't know. And, well, and, and, and last thing, here's this. I thought all along it didn't even matter. Like, without AD, no problem. LeBron still carries this thing. Now I'm starting to panic like, I don't think LeBron can carry these dudes. Okay, let's do that. Cause I, I, uh-oh. Uh-oh, is yeah, it the panic, panic meter? meter? Yeah, yeah. All right, let, let's do that, because I know, LZ, you brought that you, – you, you talked to us about that a little bit before the show. Uh, we'll go back to the calls at 877-710-ESPN. We'll continue the therapy session, 877-710-3776. So we'll, we'll keep the Lakers therapy session going here for a second, and, and that is an interesting conversation about where LeBron is at this stage of his career. Pitbull always makes me smile. Always. Of course. I love Pitbull. He always makes me smile. Love Pitbull. I love the one song where he talks about how I got my rent before the day and it before I put. Yeah, that one. <laughs> what is happening? I do know that song, but uh, I don't think those are the lyrics. I don't know the lyrics either, so I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I'm just making fun of it because you, it felt like you had like a stroke there for a second. <laughs> it was but. like, I think the song goes, I got my rent something or other the day before I worked my ass off. Yeah, yeah, time. And then I love it when he kind of breaks in in the middle of the song. He's like, "Yo, you yeah. know, tough times. I've been there, you know. But any yeah. day above ground is a good day. I yeah. got my rent, but there's something or other. Yeah, 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 yeah. love that song. I got the uh, DJ it uh, in Indiana yesterday uh, at the game. He asked me. He was he, he's a fan of the jump, so he he called me over. And he asked me what I wanted to, wanted him to play. I got him to play Kendrick Lamar. I got him to play a lot of West Coast stuff. I got him to play Kendrick Lamar. A lot of like old school, like two thousand one Dre and Snoop. Like it was uh, it was pretty fun. I felt like I had my own personal DJ for a cup for at least an hour before the game started. It was nice. nice. He was behind you, rocking it on the yeah. on the pregame show. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was it was fun. Um, all right, so. Before we get to the calls, we're doing our Lakers therapy session today because after losing four in a row, people are freaking out. And I get it. I don't think people need to freak out that much. Um, at, look, I, I told you the other day that when we were doing the panic meter, LZ, you were off that day. Um, I was at a healthy six. And mostly because of what you mentioned, Scott. Like, you know, AD's injury. I don't know what that's going to look like. Schroeder's been out for a while. Uh, those kind of things, right? And then the LeBron aspect of it, right? So LeBron... You, you know, I tweeted this the other day when they lost to the Wizards. I said, you know, the offense can't just be LeBron, 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 and LeBron. I mean, it can, but only for so long, right? right. And, and I think that's what worries me. But, LZ, you brought up an interesting point about LeBron when we were talking about stuff before the show. Yeah, it, it feels as if um, he's finally descended from being singular – to kind of joining the rest of the superstars like KD and Kawhi and Curry. Oh my. He used to be singular. 
where it was like, if you put LeBron James on a team, Regardless of who was on that squad, they had a legitimate shot at at least getting to the finals. That's the only reason why he's been to the finals. What was it? 15 15 postseason appearances, 10 of them ended in the finals. Correct. That's bonkers. Right. Bonkers. Mm -hmm. But maybe he's tired. Maybe the entire team is tired. Maybe it's just a hiccup with their shooting right now because the three-point shooting has been atrocious. Uh, the, during this losing streak. Mm-hmm. But last night, it just felt as if he was no longer able to just be able to get a team to the finals, willing them as the sole focus of the offense and the defense. It feels as if this is the season, whether it's because of the short turnaround, whether because of the age, whether because of all the minutes, but it feels like this is the season where LeBron legitimately needs a Robin. You know, uh, I love the word maybe, and you said it a couple of times, and you know, maybe everybody that said that the Lakers were so much better because of who they let go and who they brought in, maybe everybody who said that was, you ready? Wrong. Maybe. Just, just outright wrong. I mean, we'll never know the answer, but you took a championship team and you took away some, you know, useful parts and you filled them in with what we were told and we sold as younger and better. And without AD... But it's, uh, not, and, it's not just AD, though. Fair enough. Schroeder's been out. Schroeder's out, too. And Schroeder and AD are two of the top three scorers on the team. So that's a lot that they're so missing. So then let me ask you this. Right, right. So it's Schroeder, not, though, but yeah. Schroeder, Schroeder has come in and everybody's pretty happy with Schroeder, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Are you happy with Gasol? No. George? Um, I'm not happy with how he's being used. Correct. I don't think that I don't think it's Mark's fault. I think that it's just he's being asked to do stuff that he's not capable of at this stage of his career. Okay. Right. Are you happy with Matthews? No. No. I am actually very disappointed in Wes Matthews outside okay. of a couple of games. And I hope he's disappointed in himself as well. Yeah. Okay. So of, of... <laughs> I hope you are disappointed, young <laughs> okay. man. Okay. You guys you guys pretty happy with Montrez Harrell? Yes. Yeah, I actually was stunned that he didn't play the last 10 minutes. And what that says to me, and that's, this is just me recklessly speculating because I don't want anyone aggregating this. Um, it, like, I just, look, I, I, I've been around basketball a long time, right? LZ, you have as well. And it's like, when you don't play a guy like that for 10 straight minutes in a competitive game down the stretch, like, that just says to me maybe there are trust issues in some aspect. And I think that Vogel because he's such a good defensive coach, will always default to defense there. Yep. So I would say I am okay with Montrez. I was very surprised he did not play at all, basically, almost in the fourth quarter the other night. I mean, I mean, real, real talk, though. Like, real, real, super real talk. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. Extra real. The starting lineup should have Trez as the power forward, LeBron James as a small forward, and AD as center. But AD doesn't want to do that. Well, that's what, what? that's what I'm giving you real talk. That's right. Because right. Trez is being miscast as a center backup. Yes. And in small ball, he's supposed to be the anchor of defense. Right. And it's like those are just totally – you're putting him in positions to fail. Correct. That's not who he is. Correct. What he is is a really effective scorer in the restricted area. Mm-hmm. He's an energy guy. He can give you 20 to 30 points if you feed him right and then he's got the right opponent. Yeah. He's a valuable piece 
yeah. who's being devalued by how they're playing him right now. Correct. All right, let's go to the therapy session. All right, Here out to go. the phones. Susan in Manhattan Beach. Hello, Susan. Oh, Susan dropped. Let's go to Greg in Pasadena. What's up, Greg? How's the Dina? Pretty good. It's my second day in a row calling and yep. getting on. I want to. I want to tell you guys. I appreciate you guys. I love the show. Um, two, th- two, two quick things, real quick. Um, first of all, we are tired. I told you guys yesterday we were going to lose. We lost. Um, second of all, we need. If AD doesn't come back full strength, like Cap said, then we need to think about getting either Whiteside, Drummond, or Cousins. I don't know who you guys want to pick. What? Drummond, Drummond is by far the best player of those. Did you group. say Cousins? Please. Please. What do you Please. think our What do you think our problem is? Yeah, Boogie's not going to help that much. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. What What, what, what do you think, think the issue is? To me, the issue right now is we're just tired, and we're missing AD. Those are two issues, and I think there's a lot of guys not stepping up as well. Um, Kuzma, he. I would thought he would have stepped up in this at, with, Kate, with AD's absence, but he hasn't stepped up like I would have hoped. And we're just tired. We're just playing tired. So I would rather – we need a backup for AD when he does get back if he's not 100%. You, you, All right, buddy. Thank you for the call. Thank you. You, you know what's really interesting about the tired conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, it's tired. Marcus Gasol wasn't on the <laughs> team. THT didn't play a lot. Yeah. Um, Dudley obviously didn't play. Montrez Harrell wasn't with us. Matthews wasn't with us. Like, Dennis, Dennis wasn't with us. Like, almost half the guys we play weren't even part of the championship that we're saying has made them all tired. There's like four or five guys in the rotation, yeah, that aren't uh, that weren't on that team. <laughs> yeah, and most specifically, everybody's talking about LeBron well, I, being tired. I, I, I think tired is not the right way to do it. Here's what I would how I would explain it, okay? What's with the um, music, by the way? The music the is the therapy music. music yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm should be going getting off at the 13th floor, or the 15th floor, or something, oh, or some fancy yeah, hotel rooftop bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it sounds fun. Hey um, man, what's up? You been here before? Yeah, yeah, I've been here before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think we should keep rolling with it for a minute. Um, keep rolling with it, Laura. I like it. Um, what's up, girl? <laughs> what you doing here? Love <laughs> <laughs> lying um, here. So huh? LZ so, gets off the elevator, just glistening, shirtless. You know. LZ, I, I like hitting on women. I don't care. It's, it's, it's like sport. LZ, before mm-hmm. um, the Lakers played um, the Heat in the finals rematch on Friday, when we we did a, like a mini preview of that game, we talked about um, you know th- this Miami team right now is playing better because they're healthy, right? And mm-hmm. the problem was that they had a bunch of guys with COVID and and injuries and. Guys were playing out of their roles, right? So mm-hmm. while they were competitive in most games, they couldn't win the games. And I think that what you're seeing with the Lakers is a lot of guys playing out of their normal roles and having to play above themselves in a lot of cases. And they're just not capable of doing that. Like the guys around LeBron are not capable of carrying that amount of weight when pulling here in this situation. I, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, Caruso is falling off a cliff. Uh, Wes Matthews never climbed the mountain. Um, so, so yeah, there, there there's some things to be desired. But at the end of the day, 
But every oh. team is dealing with this in some way, shape, or form. The Celtics have dealt with it. The Heat yep. have dealt with it. Yep. Um, you know, the Dallas Mavericks dealt with it. Like, yep. there's a lot of teams that have dealt with these kinds of situations, whether it's injury or COVID. Yeah, but nobody has LeBron James. And so, you know, there was a point last night in the game where I actually took a picture of the screen because I was like, geez, look at this lineup. Man, LeBron's on the bench. Look at these five guys in Laker uniforms. And if you put them in other parts of the country and said, who are those guys that They're are wearing a lottery Laker team. uniforms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're a lottery like, team. Who are they? Yeah. Right. James in Tarzana. James, what's up? Hello. Hi, James. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm oh, sorry. Um, I think we're panicking too much right now. Um, every year we go through a little down slot and we lose four or five games in a row. And everybody that, no, that's not true. And that's that, that's not true. That's, that's not true. We don't lose. Since AD's been here, we don't lose four or five games in a row. No, not well. They did lose four last year, but they weren't this. They weren't uncompetitive in some of these games, like they've been in these games. They also, you know, you talk about blowing a seventeen-point lead against Washington. I mean, that's that's the one that really yeah. sticks out at me. Yeah, this right. is, this, and, and Golden State too. Yeah, that True. the, the right. when they lost four in a row last year, they weren't like four like really bad losses. Like they were like losses. It happens. You know what I mean? Like I think it's the way they're losing, James. That I, I think is the issue. And thank you for the call. And look, I, I agree with you to an extent, James. Like I do think that there's no need to panic panic and freak out if ad's healthy i think they're gonna be fine but the question is is he and what and what do the do they need to do now because i think it's more than just hey let's put a big man out there i think this time has shown us they need more uh we'll take more of your calls on the lakers therapy session also big news in the nfl the raiders Uh oh they are in the mix we'll tell you for who in just a second Sedano LZ and Cap with you here. Little Lakers therapy session throughout the show. Sean McVay going to join us at 6 o'clock. Hit us up at 877-710-ESPN. We'll talk to the Rams head coach. It's been a while since we chatted with him. Um, have you spoken to Sean before, Scott? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of Rams broadcasts. Oh, that's right. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. You I know? forgot about that. So, so I've yeah, you, a chance you know to, him for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, gotten yeah, a chance yeah. to watch a lot of Sean McVay up close and personal. Uh, from the sidelines and uh, been there uh, for some really big games that the Rams have played in and won. Right. I mean, that Dallas game a couple years ago was incredible, that playoff game. Yeah, it was. And um, so, yeah, I've gotten a, a really good chance to, uh, to I don't I want to say get to know Sean McVay, but certainly observe, watch, critique. Was he uh, dancing? Was he a good dancer? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, when we talked to Raheem Morris, the new defensive coordinator of the Rams, he couldn't stop bragging. And then, LZ, you asked a great question. Well, like, how do you know this? And he's like, hey, dude, there was a time we were some young guys in Tampa, and uh, Tampa's, Tampa's got a reputation. And so we were out and about young Sean McVay. Young All this Raheem time, Morris. I thought that, you know, Coach Anthony Lynn was the only black coach in L.A. And <laughs> lo and behold, we had a Bill Clinton over at the Rams holding it down. There you go. Look at that, how that turned out. So we'll ask Sean about that. Uh, we will chat with Coach McVay about a number of things. We'll have some fun with him for sure, as we always do. You think do, he so. twerks? Ooh, I could see him twerking. Like, like, what kind of dancing is he doing that wowed Raheem Morris? Raheem Morris, yeah. Yes. Well, that, those will be the questions we'll have to ask him when he comes I on at 6 o'clock. I see it very much as like a Carlton kind of Oh, no. No, 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 no. I think more that's Justin think. Timberlake is what oh, I would no. say. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, he's... Justin Timberlake's taller and leaner, 
and Sean is shorter and thicker, and so I think he's got more of an Alfonso dude, Ribeiro thing. ain't no brother going to give no shout-out to no white dude doing the Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> Not no brother. So if the brother said the dude can dance, he's doing a lot more than the Carlton. He's getting down, man. Right, he's getting well, down. We'll, we'll find out. We'll talk to him. Either that or Raheem was lying to us. Those are the choices. Mm. Either he was getting down or Raheem was trying to butter up his coach. Mm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Uh, so we'll talk to Sean in a minute. Now, speaking of football, before we get back to the calls on the Lakers therapy session, um, Russell Wilson. So the Athletic had a story today that basically said that Russell Wilson had had a conversation with the Seattle management and had asked for a trade, okay? And that the teams he was interested in were the Jets, uh, the Dolphins, the Raiders, and the Saints, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. And that was the initial story out this morning. And then our guy Shefty, Adam Schefter, came over the top and said he spoke to Russell Wilson's agent and that his agent, Mark Rogers, told him that Russell has not demanded a trade. However, Wilson has told Seattle he wants to play in Seattle but if a trade were considered, the only teams he would go to are the Cowboys, the Bears, so not the Jets and the Dolphins, according to Adam, the Saints and the Raiders. So the Saints and the Raiders on both lists, both the Athletic, both Adam Schefter. So let's focus on those two for a second, but specifically on the Raiders. I feel like like Russell Wilson on the Raiders makes them – a legit threat because while Derek Carr can get them to be a close to a playoff team and a, a you know 500-ish type team, even with that porous defense, a guy like Russell Wilson has played on some bad defenses here recently and made and gotten his team to the playoffs. So I I feel like if if you're the Raiders, that's a deal you make all day every day. Um, I'm just curious to see how this creates a marketplace for him. Because I'm a little annoyed, and I don't know, Cap, I'd love to get your thoughts on this in LZ2. Like, here's the deal. He clearly wanted to not create a huge stir, (laughs) right? And, like, tried to kind of, like, it felt almost orchestrated going on Dan Patrick, saying what he said, ripping his offensive line, which was weird. Um, But, you know, saying he wanted more control or more, more the ability to be in the room to make decisions. And then... Now it's like, no, oh, no, no, but I don't want to trade. But of course you want to trade. You ripped your offensive line. You got a list of teams. Why didn't you just come out like Deshaun Watson, Cap, and go out there and say, I want to be traded? I, I actually think Russell Wilson, I, I'm not really sure why he's doing this right now. Look, I got it, okay? He, he's been hit a lot. And I think that the Seahawks have done a really bad job of protecting him. You know that they had an offensive lineman a couple years ago? Have you guys ever heard of this name? This guy's name was George Fant, F-A-N-T. You ever hear of that guy? No. George Fant was a basketball player at Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He decided his fifth year he might try out for the football team. They used him in like two games as a defensive lineman. And the next thing you know, he's a starting left tackle for the Seattle Seahawks. And they're selling everybody on, no, 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 he's going to be great. And you're putting Russell Wilson behind that. That, that is true. That happened just a couple years ago. Um, I get it. He's been hit a lot, okay? But um, I think Russell Wilson is synonymous with the Seattle Seahawks, that organization, that city, that fan base. Doesn't mean he's going to stay there. I definitely think, LZ, you talk about this a lot, player empowerment, mm-hmm. Yep. that here's a guy now who's saying, you know what? Hey, Pete, I haven't won a Super Bowl in a bunch of years. Neither of you. 
So I think that I've earned the right to have some opinions here. And if you guys aren't going to let me be involved, then maybe I'll just make your lives difficult with some really bad PR. I don't know, man. I think it's a bad idea. Um, By the way, the Raiders, let me tell you something about the Raiders. John Gruden thinks he's going to go find a veteran quarterback and he's going to get the Rich Gannon results that he got. I don't see Russell Wilson and Rich and, uh, and John Gruden coexisting. In fact, I don't see very many quarterbacks because I think Gruden's a total, total control freak. And I don't think Russell's game and Gruden's desire to be in control would work out too well. That's a good point. Listen, if I'm Russell Wilson, I don't want anything to do with John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Because... Russell Wilson has enjoyed for his entire career the benefit of having a coach who's going to stand by him and take bullets for him and defend him and be in his corner. But he's upset at that coach because he says that the offense is too rudimentary, basically. I I, I understand that part, that he's upset with his coach. But if he goes to Gruden, he's going to be with a coach who won't do any of the things that he's been accustomed to in terms of defending him, being there for him in his corner, taking the bullets to hold nine. John Gruden, just in his short time alone with the Raiders, has thrown multiple players under the bus. Multiple players, including the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So to leave a guy who you may not be happy with the way the offense is running right now, but at the same time, you know he's never going to go to the media and suggest that you're the reason why they're losing. Pete doesn't do that. John Gruden does. So before I decide to skip over to the Raiders because I think the grass is greener, I would take a closer look at what the blades of grass look like because if you do that, you'll realize that they're very, very insidious in terms of how they handle personnel. Let me tell you something. The Raiders might have shiny new facilities and they may have a beautiful new stadium in Las Vegas. And maybe Russell Wilson's thinking that his wife is going to have like a resident show at one of the big casinos and hotels when the world comes out of COVID. I have no idea why he's thinking that going from Seattle, which is one of the truly great organizations and fan bases and NFL cities, why he thinks going from that to the Raiders is something that he should do. But it's probably because Tom Brady went from the height of New England to the, the depths yeah. of Tampa Bay. He thinks it's and, easy. And, and yeah. won a Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, he thinks it's easy. All right, we're going to get back to uh, some of this later. We'll get back to our Lakers therapy session later too. But coming up next, Coach Sean McVay, find out if he really can dance. Well, we'll talk some football with him too. Sedano LZ and Cap, 710 ESPN, back in three minutes.